The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Of all the places I never dreamed of meeting God was on my bed of suicide when I was 17 years old. He followed me right to that bed. Whenever I go to Delhi, I always rent a taxi alone, and I go and park in front of the hospital, and I just look in there, and I say, Lord, this is where it all happened. God is following you. If you're running from him today, stop. James and Betty, along with Robbie Zacharias, helps us understand how God longs to be with us. Next. I welcome you to life today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I actually came up here to the studio without an audience uh, just to talk to you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wish that I could just reach out right now and just take your hands and say, let just, just please listen to me. Because what I'm sharing is not only vitally important to you, related to every concern you may have, whether personal or family or Maybe you're just concerned about, like I know you are, Betty, the direction of our nation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very uh, disturbing. It's reason for great concern and a lot of prayer. And God says, and this is a promise. This is, this is not faint, feeble hope. This is an absolute promise. If my people call by my name, will humble themselves. Admit you can't do it on your own. You need help. If you'll humble yourselves and pray, Seek my face, turn from your wicked ways. I will hear you, I will forgive, and I'll heal your land. And our land needs to be healed. God cares about families. But he, yeah. I think He cares. I think He, he cares does. about our nation because, you know, He invited a nation to come and reason together in Isaiah chapter one, not just individuals like, you know, Betty and James, but nations. And I feel like God's calling us back into the shelter and shadow of his presence and his power. Absolutely, James. I feel that way so personally in my own life. And, and I feel like many of you do. It's a time, a very, very serious time. I've never seen it more serious, James, in our lives, in our, in our nation, in our world, when we really need to be falling on our knees and praying. The importance and, and also realizing the power of prayer. We are seeing it with individuals, with churches, and how God is awakening the church to say, okay, it's time. Pray and then walk in the light that I've given you. I want you to know that uh, during this program, you're going to look in on a service at Gateway. This is the church that Betty and I go to. Robert Morris was an associate with us for years and traveled with us. And, and you know, he's family. He's like, he's like a son in the, in the ministry. But what a great leader he is. And Gateway's been an encouragement to the whole church. And Robbie Zacharias spoke to uh, our church family and it was telecast, but there are two parts of this message that I really want you to hear. As a matter of fact, what in just a little while, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you in on where Robbie is actually sharing one of the most gifted people, perhaps in many ways that ever lived, and yet he was an, an addict, an opium addict, defeated. But oh, you need to hear. And then an incredible prayer, a poem by one of the greatest, perhaps, poets of all time. But, it, but it's, it's going to actually, I think, usher you into the presence of God. Robbie Zacharias is uh, just a, a wonderful friend, and he says that 
what God laid on our heart, the stream, write that down, stream, like a, like a river, dot org. It's a river fed by the tributaries of wisdom and where received fruitfulness springs up, the very nature of a river, a stream. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the psalmist said. And, and we want to encourage you to, to get wisdom because we need it and we lack it. But I want you to listen to what God said in, in Isaiah 1. You'd do well to read the whole chapter. But where he's talking about the nation's sick, the head is sick, the heart is sick, which would mean leadership, even national leadership, and the head is it's not healthy. And the heart, spiritual, it, it is our spiritual nature. It's the church. It's us as believers. Now listen to me. If we come before God, we can see a miracle. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Come, let us. As I said a moment ago, it's not just Betty and James or you. It is the nation. He invited the nation to come and reason together. If we reason with the Lord, we're going to be reasoning with one another, learning to sit in the counsel of the godly, not the ungodly. And we're going to seek the wisdom that only comes from above. And look what he says will happen. Though your sins are scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they're red like crimson, they will be like wool. If you consent and obey my truth, you will eat the best of the land. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed where you can bless. But if you refuse and you rebel, you'll be devoured by destruction, by the consequences of rejecting the truth that transforms and sets us free. Betty, I read over in Ezra what I believe needs to be the prayer of virtually everyone right now in our nation. Now listen, I think if we will go to God like this, and I'm telling you, I've seen times when God so moved on people, and it shouldn't be because we had another 9-11. It ought to be because we want the presence and power and blessing of God on our lives personally, on our family, on our business, on all that we do, and those blessings to be poured out on others that are in desperate need like a dry land. We want that. Listen to the prayer of confession. When the people of Israel had rebelled against God, had literally gotten in bed with the beliefs of the world and had taken those into their own country and it was destroying them. Listen to what Isaiah said. At the evening offering I rose from my humiliation. I'm broken. Even with my garment and my robe torn, I fell on my knees and I stretched out my hands to the Lord my God. And I said, oh my God, I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed to lift up my face to you. That's conviction. Our iniquities have risen above our heads and our guilt has grown even to the heavens since the days of our father to the day that we have been in great guilt and on account of our iniquities, we, our kings, our leaders, our, our priests, even our priests, our, our ministers, have been given into the hand of the kings of the land to the sword, to captivity, to plunder, to open shame, as it is this day. But now for a brief moment, grace has been shown from the Lord our God to leave us an escaped remnant. God is looking for that remnant that will awaken and awaken the remnant that leads to the awakening to spiritual sensitivity to a return to the shelter and shadow and protection and provision of Almighty God not another system like Pharaoh or Caesar 
or any other power, but God so that our leaders and our rulers and we have righteousness is, is literally leading our nation back into the will of God, into the sound foundation of truth upon which we must build. Here is what I'm praying, God, please awaken the remnant mm -hmm. that will lead to the spiritual awakening. This is what God is calling us to. We're slaves in our bondage, but God has not forsaken us. He has extended loving kindness to us really before the kings of the world. God is offering us an opportunity to see the walls, first the foundation, then the walls of protection preserved in our land. Betty, you and I were sitting and, and listening to Ravi Zacharias. And I just believe he's such a great gift. Think about this. He tried to commit suicide as an atheist when he was a teenager. But God in heaven delivered him. And what a great mind and heart he is. Listen to something he shared that I think is so critically important. I pray that you will lean in and listen as we were able to do seated right in front of him. This passage influenced the great poet Francis Thompson, who was a drug addict, was on opium, though given a genius mind and applied to Oxford, was turned down two or three times because he couldn't shake his opium habit. He would live in two places, at Charing Cross, hanging out with the losers and the lost, buying his drugs, selling pencils, bootlaces, and all of that to buy the drugs to keep that habit going as an addict. At night, he would wrap his dirty raincoat around him in the chill nights and sleep by the River Thames. Charing Cross and Thames, Charing Cross, and Thames. He's the one who wrote, I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinthine ways of my mind. And in the mist of tears, I hid from him. And under running laughter, down titanic glooms of fear, up vistaed hopes I spread, running from those strong feet, those strong feet that followed after. But one of his greatest pieces of poetry was called The Kingdom of God. He wrote this, O world invisible, we view thee. O world intangible, we touch thee. O world unknowable, we know thee. Inapprehensible, we clutch thee. Does a fish soar to find the ocean? An eagle plunge to find the air? Do we ask of the stars in motion if they have rumor of thee there? Not whether wheeling systems darken or our benumbed conceiving soars. The drift of pinions would we hearken. Beats on our own clay-shuttered doors. The angels keep their ancient places. Touch but a stone and start a wing. Tis ye, tis your strange faces that amidst the many splendored thing. But when so sad, thou canst not sadder, crying upon thy so sore loss, shall shine the traffic of Jacob's ladder between heaven and Charing Cross. Yea, in the night, my soul, my daughter, cry clutching heaven by the hems. Lo, Christ walking on the water, not of Gennesaret, but Thames. Imagine that. The same imagery of the ladder was given in the New Testament as well as the Son of Man and the angels ascending and descending. Communion with God, 
God will track you down no matter how far you run if you will only pause long enough to know he's nearer to you than you realize. They talk about the hiddenness of God. We need to talk a lot more about the obviousness of God. He's here and he's like the hound of heaven keeps following you, following you, following you. I can guarantee you this room will, they will never end with testimonies tonight if we open up the microphone to say how God met us in a place where we never ever dreamed he would catch up with us. Of all the places I never dreamed of meeting God was on my bed of suicide when I was 17 years old. He followed me right to that bed. Whenever I go to Delhi, I always rent a taxi alone and I go and park in front of the hospital. It used to be called Wellington Hospital then. It's not called Ramnath Lohia Hospital or something like that. I park in front of that and I just look in there and I say, Lord, this is where it all happened when I was just 17. God is following you. If you're running from him today, stop. He's got a ladder towards you and he wants you to look up and know he's trying to get you to commune with him. And yes, he is. Father, I pray that every person watching right now and listening will hear the beautiful invitation of your voice and your love saying, come into my presence. And just as you transformed, saved Ravi when he was so desperate, when he despaired of life, God, do it in Jesus' name. And I pray that not only for you, but I pray it for a very sick nation. Let me just say this. I'm 72 years old. I don't know how long my journey is here, but I want every moment of it to be spent pointing people to that shelter, that shadow, that security, that joy, that peace, that relationship. It is the only thing that can satisfy the longing in our hearts. We need a supernatural spiritual awakening. Listen to Ravi as he shares what it's like to stand before God and just tell the truth and then listen to God. I want to close with a prayer by Michelle Quist, the French mystic. I want you to give me your undivided attention. It's a powerful prayer. I have fallen, Lord, once more. I cannot go on. I will never succeed. I'm ashamed and I don't dare look at you, Lord. In it, I've struggled, for I knew you were right near me, bending over me, watching. But temptation blew in like a hurricane, and instead of looking at you, I turned my head away. I stepped aside while you stood silent and sorrowful, like the spurned fiancé who sees his loved one carried off by his rival. When the wind died down as suddenly as it had arisen, when the lightning ceased after proudly streaking the darkness, all of a sudden, Lord, I found myself alone ashamed, disgusted with my sin in my hands. This sin that I selected as a customer selects his purchase. This sin that I've paid for but cannot return because the storekeeper is no longer there. This tasteless sin, this odious sin, this sin that now sickens me that I once wanted but I want no more. Lord, I imagined, sought, played with, fondled for a long time. And I finally embraced while coldly bypassing you. I embraced that sin. My arms outstretched, my eyes and heart irresistibly drawn. This sin that I've grasped and consumed with gluttony, it's mine now, but it possesses me as the spider web holds captive the fly. It's mine, sticks to me, flows in my veins, fills my heart. It has slipped in everywhere as darkness slips into the forest at dusk and fills all the patches of light. I cannot get rid of it. I run from it like 
the master of an unwanted and mangy dog, but it catches up with me and rubs joyfully against my legs. Everyone must notice it. I'm so ashamed, Lord, that I feel like crawling to avoid being seen. I'm ashamed of being seen by my friends. I'm ashamed of being seen by you, Lord, because you love me, but I forgot you. I forgot you because I was thinking only of myself, and one can't think of several persons at once. One must choose, and I chose. But now your voice, your look, your love, they hurt me, they weigh me down. They weigh me down more than my sin. Lord, please don't look at me like that because I'm naked and dirty, down and shattered with no strength left. I dare make no more promises to you. I can only stand bowed before you. Come on, son, look up. Isn't it mainly your vanity that is wounded? If you loved me, you would grieve, but you would trust me. Do you think that there's a limit to my love for you? Do you think for a moment I have stopped loving you, but you still rely on yourself, son? You must rely on me. Ask my pardon and get up quickly. You see, it's not falling that is the worst, but staying on the ground. Don't stay there. If I had allowed missing the mark, failing to keep me down, my life would have been spent. There's not a one of us that haven't missed the mark. Come, let us reason together. Though our failures, our shortcomings, our foolishness, our sinfulness, our rebellion, our self-centeredness, too often has caused us to miss the mark tragically. And we fail, we fall. But he is anxious to lift us up. We must get up and let him lift us up. Would you let him lift you up right now? Father, I pray for every person that senses you're invited them into your presence to forgive and cleanse, to set free, and to send us out to be light like a shining city set on a hill that cannot be hidden in Jesus' name. I believe God is calling you to be part of that holy remnant. I call it the remnant, Betty, that will awaken the remnant that will lead to the supernatural spiritual awakening. I hear you praying for all the time. I do, and as I was listening to Ravi, I thought, why would anyone run from a God that so loved us so much that he gave his precious son to die that we might have life eternally? We need to turn around and run toward him and let him hold us in his arms and lift us up and let he created us to be such vessels of his and such light that people would see that light and run toward that light, the light of Jesus, the love of God. That's what we need. Father, thank you for what I see in my wife and what I see in the people who watch life today. Awaken the remnant. Give us awakening, starting with our individual lives, in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm as blessed as any person on the planet to be able to talk to you. I think the viewers of life today, in many ways, you hold the hope to the freedom we desperately need, personally and nationally. I'm going to ask you to do something right now. I'm going to ask you to be a miracle. I want to ask you to reach out and set free sisters and people like them that have been trapped 
sexually enslaved by terrible predators. I want you to watch this very carefully, but I want you to watch understanding. I can be the answer to that situation. I can be a part of the miracle that is so desperately needed. Watch closely. Some answers to life's problems are easy to understand, like drilling a well for a thirsty village, or giving a bowl of food to a hungry child. And while they take hard work to solve, needs like hunger and thirst are simple to grasp. But 14-year-old Sokchia and her 16-year-old sister, Sokli, face a very different kind of crisis. One that is so sinister in nature, it's almost incomprehensible. ຍົ້ມໄວ້ຈັ່ງເປີ້ຍຶມຖືກາຍມັນເປັນຍຸບຄາຍເກີ້ຍຶມຊ່ວຍເກີ້ແລະເປີ້ຍຶມຕັກ
the refuge and the rescue centers to take care of children before the predators take them captive, to get girls and guys out, because they use boys and children too, to get them out and take care of them. So we're asking you to help us rescue lives and restore them, redeem them. Your gift of $128 is what it takes for a year to rescue one. We're praying that many of you will help us rescue 10 if you can, that's $1,280. There is a level at which you can participate. You may not be able to give 128, but give toward it. Well, whatever you can do, we're asking you right now to go to lifetoday.org, please. Make the gift God put on your heart because he's enabled you to do it and he's given you the concern and compassion to express that love, set people free. Or you can dial the telephone number there that's always there as a prayer line, paid for by love. But you can dial it today and take your bank card and say, here's my gift. We have some gifts to send you to bless you, to encourage you and express our thanks. But you are going to set people free just like those two sisters. Thank you so much for your prayers, for your faithfulness, for your support. And we're believing God for a miracle of love right now and a miracle to see our land, our nation, supernaturally healed. We're praying for that and trusting. Thank you for your help. Innocent children created to be happy, loved, and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved, and you can restore their lives with hope for a future. Your gift today of only $128 will help rescue a child and change their destiny forever. With gifts of $64 or $32, we will combine your support with others to help rescue one more child from the shame and pain of sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you the Light of the World Scented Candle. This beautiful candle encased in a frosted glass burns with a wonderful scent. Its flame is a reminder of your part in being a light to the world, especially to young women trapped in the darkness of human trafficking. Your gift helps provide them with hope and a way out. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280 to help rescue 10 children, and you may request our beautiful new Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. You're gonna love this uh, beautiful uh, city set on a hill, cannot be hidden. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful gift. I think it's one of the nicest things we've ever sent, Betty, just to express love and represents the light that we're to be in this world of darkness. Thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for joining us in prayer for awakening. We desperately need it. We're believing God for it. Pray for a miracle of godly, wise leadership. Pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on everyone. Go to the stream daily, would you? Look for our beautiful wisdom treasures and voices that you can pass on to give us insight and understanding of the times. Thank you so much for doing that. Thanks for praying for Betty and for me and the outreaches of life. God bless you.
Tomorrow, the top five ways we drain all the fun out of following Jesus. We are scared to death that the Holy Spirit is going to embarrass us. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.